The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. Are you longing for a place where hope, ideas, and new ways of thinking can arise? For nearly 50 years, Omega Institute's campus in Rhinebeck, New York, has been a gathering place where world-class teachers provide innovative educational experiences that cultivate extraordinary potential in us all. Join us either on campus or online. To learn more, visit eomega.org. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble, with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. In this episode, we're going to discuss how to free up your energy by closing up energy leaks in your life. What are energy leaks? Keep listening. I'm Sienna. And I'm Toast. We've been partners in life, love, and music since 2001. And we believe life is best lived as a love story. Your love story. After all, to love well is to live well. For more, check out SiennaandToast.com. But for now, here's this episode. Here's this episode. Here it is. <laughs> I'm so glad my hiccups went away. Knock on wood. I know. We'll see I was they, wondering. We'll see if they come back. But about 10 minutes ago, I started uh, hiccuping. Hiccuping. What's I was ready to What's up with that? scare you <laughs> and just and see if that worked. Boo you and get them back in. Get those hiccups Boo quieted me. down. Back in the box. Well, all right. Like I said, knock on wood, they've gone away for now. So thank you so much for joining us. This is Sienna. This and we don't toast. need to say that because that thing says it for us, Anyways, right? Well, that's us right, saying whatever. it for us. Okay. <laughs> so. Are we going I'm to very excited oh. because I, okay, in one of our past episodes, I talked about the Mandalorian. And how I thought Baby Yoda was just so cute. I could not get over it. <laughs> I could not get over it. And <laughs> what happened, also, we mentioned this in a recent podcast, Toast and I got took advantage of the um, holiday promotions and we upgraded our phones. Oh, did we mention that? Maybe, maybe we didn't. I don't know. Anyways. Well, we have now. And uh, it we were really overdue and ready for that. So anyways, I needed a new pop socket on my phone and I got this beautiful agate green geode pop socket, but it, because it's a real mineral, like it was so heavy, (laughs) so it wasn't practical at all. So anyways, I was looking around and I have the mint green um, phone and I couldn't find a pop socket. Why couldn't I find one? I don't know. So anyways, I'm looking and looking and looking, and I found the cutest Baby Yoda pop socket. Sold! And I would never think I'd really get a Baby Yoda pop socket. Nope. But it's I so didn't cute. Either. It's so cute, because he matches the green. He's so cute. Yeah, I think they designed the colors to match the green, don't you think? Because it matches so perfectly. I think so. Or maybe he's just mint green i don't know but then my other baby yoda news is that (laughs) 
I had been looking for a Baby Yoda t-shirt. Like, not really to wear outside of the house, but kind of like, you know, just in the privacy of your own home. (laughs) And on Instagram, maybe, in front of the whole world. Oh, my gosh. No, I did not post it. I didn't post it. But anyways, I'm telling you all. um, So there were so many... Baby Yoda T-shirts, oh, which yeah. told, which really affirmed for me that it was okay to be, to think he was so darn cute. Because apparently, if they're making all the products, there are many people who think he's so cute. Mm-hmm. So I found this shirt, and it, and I had been waiting because it was going on sale, going on sale. Then I found perfect for Portland this long sleeve sweatshirt, gray with a nice red heart on one of the elbows, and in the front there's cute Baby Yoda. Okay, so I got it. Great price, everything. It finally arrives in the mail. What somehow escaped me when I was shopping for this Baby Yoda shirt is I could not believe that Baby Yoda was sticking the finger at me. He's flipping the bird. He's flipping off the world. Why in the world would these t-shirt makers make these shirts? I don't know. It's very adolescent. And doesn't that go against the heart heart on the, the elbow? Yeah, I don't understand. So anyways, I near died because <laughs> even though... <laughs> even though... Oh, so funny. I gotta say, I I swear left and right. Okay, I'm sorry if, if, if you don't like that. But I do. And actually, it was toast to really freed that up for me but at this point oh, now you mean like actually swearing like we yeah, swear, I swear. Yes, yeah we use we yes we use cuss words we just don't use them on the podcast right but you know that's every a day, choice I'm that's a choice every day. we make we're trying to elevate the um elevate the level of public <laughs> discourse and conversation we well, we still I believe mean, in um having some kind of public decorum mm-hmm. we're old school like that that's true. Yeah. But it doesn't mean I want to wear that. You know what I mean? I totally know there. what you mean. Yeah, so what yeah. I did not, was... That's not what you had intended to order. You no. weren't like, oh, look, baby Yoda's flipping the bird. Let me get that one. Yeah, that stands for me. No, I was not thinking <laughs> okay. that. Okay. So what I did was, thankfully, we had this great permanent marker. And what I did was I just covered his hands with a giant heart. Sienna's so creative. So I turned it into a, I just gave the shirt another heart, a sweatshirt another heart, and and it looks cute. Yeah, you kind of did that with almost without missing a beat. I mean, maybe you missed one beat, and you took time to go, oh, no, oh, my gosh, what should I do? (laughs) But then the answer immediately came to you. You grab the Sharpie. Yeah, you grab the Sharpie, Mm -hmm. drew a heart. It's all good. It's gone through the washer. It's gone through the dryer. The heart is still there. It's fine. Issue solved. Mm Mm-hmm. Right, that was so much so about that's baby, our baby Yoda, Yoda news. Mm-hmm. Since you know, but in other Star wondering. Wars news, we finally saw the movie. Yeah, this is the this is probably the longest I've ever waited to see one of the Star Wars movies that are part of the original, you know, Skywalker storyline. Mm. Yeah, but we finally it was went good. and saw it, mm-hmm. and it was a lot of fun. I. uh yeah, I probably enjoyed it more than I thought I would because, you Even know, with all the hype, huh? I had, yeah, I, I didn't go out looking for spoilers, but I also didn't guard myself Shield against yourself. spoilers. Yeah. So I, I had been privy to, you know, the 
discussions that came across my Twitter feed about the lesbian kiss and how come Rose is not in the storyline. Oh, wait, we should say spoiler stuff alerts like that. because people might... Oh, too late now? <laughs> okay, so here's, here's more spoiler alerts. Okay. So my favorite part... Yes. Okay. Spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. Turn, walk over and turn this off if <laughs> I'm giving them time. Okay. Okay. My favorite part was when Ben says, Dad, I love that part. I love Aww. that part. Yeah. And then his dad says, I know. I mm. love that part. Because mm. he told that to Princess Leia when she said, I love you. Mm-hmm. And he says, I know. Oh my God, it was so good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It was so just satisfying that part yes Mm. yes because you would never think what happened happened yeah yeah all right what else do you want to say about star wars i'm sure you have more things oh i could go on and on but i won't and i'll just say that i just okay two things first star wars is really friggin weird you're yep. sitting, I'm sitting there in a the theater watching this movie with all these weird creatures and, you know, uh, just, it's, it's just really weird. And it's kind of, it was kind of neat to uh, see that in context, right? After having lived decades and seeing this is what the culture of our society is like in, in this century in America. And then across, you know, the, the radar comes a Star Wars movie. And it's like, this is weird. And it's yeah. amazing to me that it did so capture the popular attention and heart as much as it did way back in the 70s, you know, and it's sustained um, that. Yeah. So that was the first thing. And the second thing is related to it because I think part of the effect of the weirdness is that that weirdness is what makes Star Wars more of a fantasy film than a space film or a science fiction mm. film. It's it's just fantasy. It's fantastical. It it does create a whole nother uh dimension of existence mm. kind of, you know. Mm-hmm. And I think that's why uh it's for me it it is the modern contemporary myth that that we tell ourselves it, it's myth it's mythic and so that exchange between father and son of dad and mm. i know and these themes of of forgiveness and redemption and choosing between the dark and the light and and who you're destined to be and your family history you know even the family history for me it's taken as a a spiritual thing mm. it's not literally like right what right. your who your birth father is or whatever um and that wasn't that was expressed in this um, movie, was it? Yes. I mean the car- the, the Ray- main car- Yes, at the end. Well, but don't say it. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> How she was like anyway deciding who yeah. she was going to be right right at the right. end right. But yeah, so those two things. It's just it's just so weird. But that's how. That weirdness is very uh, reflective of what each of our internal lives are like. They're weird, 
our dreams that we have at night, the subconscious, the worries, the fears, the hopes that we have, the fantasies that, you know, just catch us by surprise even, we, that core of our experience of life, it's weird. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I appreciate the way that a fantasy like Star Wars and others like it, um, yeah, allows us to to process and take it in and have our souls feel understood and have our souls feel a way to to process things without having to uh, over-intellectualize it. Yeah, because you didn't just do that. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I think that in general, each of us feels weird. Yeah. Weird, weird meaning different things like Mm -hmm. weird can can mean just simply out of place, don't belong, flawed, um, Mm -hmm. just whatever, whatever it is. Yeah. And then so when you watch something like Star Wars and you see these creatures, Mm -hmm. every type of creature, and just when you think, you you know, that, you know, every type of creature, here comes (laughs) this other creature that couldn't have been weirder. And there is a comfort in that. Something, there's something about it, I think. Because Star yeah. Wars is cool, right? Well, it depends who you talk to, I guess. Well, anyway, but you know, they're making Star money Wars is off cool of it. Us. They're <coughs> making money. Anywho, off of it. so anyway, yeah. So that's our Star Wars talk. We're done with that, right? Right. So right. Done. We need to give everyone a break, a Star Wars break. Okay, or a break from Star Wars. Okay, so today we're going to talk about. <laughs> Energy leaks. Energy drains. Energy drains. And we thought this would be a great topic because currently we are looking at where we, where Toast and I are both leaking energy in our lives right now. And we are scheduling and planning when to close these loops up. So basically, energy leaks are open loops in your life. It's like those things that nag at you and you know, it's like, you think about certain things like, oh, wow, I have to do that. I have to do this. Oh, shoot. I still didn't do that. Where you need closure. You know that word? Right. Closure. Closure. Cross, closure. cross the finish line. And yes, okay, so you got you got this picture that you wanted to hang up, but you didn't hang it up yet. Right? Like mm-hmm. hang the picture and shred those documents and mm-hmm. just donate those clothes already, you know? There's just sitting there in a pile, that kind of stuff. Put your Christmas decorations away. Right. Unless you plan to leave them out all year, which is fine too. (laughs) Get them packed away. Send the thank you card. Those kinds of things. You haven't done yet. All of those things. So that's like one arena of um, energy leaks. The other that we will talk about uh, later in the podcast is more of an interpersonal nature. So these are energy leaks that have to do with relationships. Mm-hmm. Those feel scarier to me. Those feel scarier. Yeah. They can feel a little bit heavier. Um, so, but we will get into that uh, later in the podcast. But for now, going back to the more practical side of the leaks in our lives, uh, the we can we can take this on, people. We can we can do it. <laughs> this is the easier one. <laughs> this is really the easier one. Yeah. Um, but you know. For for Tosa and I right now, there are a few things. You you actually mentioned some of them. But mm-hmm. we do have 
like our Christmas tree in the corner <laughs> yeah. still. Not um, the one that we... Okay, so we had two Christmas trees. Yeah. One is artificial. That one we did make a deliberate decision to leave up. Yeah, and, and it just has white lights on it now. For now, yeah. yeah. But the other one is not artificial. It's a tiny little tree, but mm-hmm. um, he does need to... But the ornaments are off. Re- the ornaments are off. Lights right, are off. Right, but he's right? still around he and we love be- him and he still <laughs> smells good. But I know it's you hard know, to... It's hard to put him in the green compost. Yeah, looks green compost. So I need to do that. That's an open loop. So there's that. We have um, some pictures to hang. Uh, so that's real. Mm-hmm. There, there's just things, and so uh, and the wreath. We still have the wreath. We have the wreath, but it smells so good. It's I like know. I can't throw that out. Yeah. So we all have these things, and believe it or not, they do take up an amount of energy just by having them be around undone. Yeah. Mental space. Things they occupy undone. Yeah. Take up energy. Yeah. They take up space in your, in your mind. Right. Yeah. Even so. Ugh, yeah. We gotta, we gotta tackle that. So one thing you can do is to just get a piece of paper, just start writing out a list. Anything you think of is taking energy. <laughs> But just write it down, and after you write it down, start prioritizing it. Like, what's the most important thing? Obviously, all of it is important. On some level. On some level, because those things came to mind. But make sure you calendarize it, put it in your calendar of when you're going to tackle it, so that you can finally just close that loop and get it done. You know what's another energy leak? At least for me, like what, something I just thought of right now, it's making appointments, Hmm. like making the doctor's appointment, making, Mm -hmm. you know, all those types of being your own secretary kind of things. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and then it's like, I don't make the appointment and yet I keep, because I haven't made the appointment, I'm like, oh, I have to make the appointment. And you move the post-it farther down (laughs) in your calendar, (laughs) right? Or you change the, yeah, I know what you mean. I know. That's why yeah. even when you do put it in your calendar, you do have a responsibility to follow through yeah. and get it done. Um, that's why I think it's helpful to have to block out an entire day to like, close up the like, loops. or an entire weekend. Yeah. To say, you know, this is a work weekend. It's the work of closing up these open loops. Yeah. And it does yeah. feel good to to do that and focus on it. And and what's great is you you start knocking those things off of your list mm-hmm. and it's amazing how much you can get done if you just are Have allowed the, t- the time to do it right? if you just yeah. are allowed the uninterrupted time yes yeah yes um because one thing we've noticed and i'm sure you have too is that somehow this feeling of dread and that's probably too strong of a word but there's this feeling of like a resistance little dread a dreadita that it, of doing the thing, mm-hmm. you know, but it's actually, it's a boogeyman. It's kind of ephemeral because once you actually do the thing, it's not a big deal. It's not a big deal. Yeah. I know. It's Why do just, we do that you know, to just ourselves? Do that. Yeah, I know. We're such drama queens. We're just crazy people. Right? People are yes. just drama queens yes. sometimes. Because that's so true. Like compared to the next section on interpersonal loops, right? 
this, these are the easier loops, the practical. Yes, because they're not pushing back on you, literally, right? There's right. no energy, there's no vagueness right. to it. But, you know, I just had a thought about how, <coughs> yeah, the whatever energetic sensation that you have of uh, preventing you from doing the thing, mm-hmm. that's kind of like the, the force that is opposed to progress and evolution in the world, right? That's true. You know, the thing that will move you forward and something that always holds you back. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. There, that's, there you go. There's All right, there the, we go. The There's war, the answer. The war is real. <laughs> okay. Um, so, yeah, those are just our observations on that, right? It's like, people, you know, just do it. Just do it. So one thing I'll have to say is that in the past, one of the big giant, what felt like a big giant loop to close mm-hmm. was always after the holidays. Toast and I love to, we, we are old school in that we still value a handwritten card. Mm-hmm. We think it's so special to receive as well as to um, send, write and send to other people. And so we write thank you cards. Um. And around the holidays, I would always start to feel stressed when December 25th rolls around, rolls around, we open gifts for Christmas and we, we take notes on what was received. And then we have that yellow pad of, okay, we have to write the thank you notes. And on the table, we have the yellow pad. We have a stack of thank you cards, stamps, all of that stuff. And it's just there, <laughs> waiting, waiting for us. And then it's the 26th, and then it's the tw- 27th. And then all of a sudden, somehow, it's now January 10th. And then it's January 15th, and then I'm just so stressed about that loop. <laughs> and now we have to write 30 thank you cards. <laughs> and they feel late already, mm-hmm. and it feels right, rude. Right, right. And it feels like all this stuff, Yeah. when probably people don't we even, failed. whatever. Failures that took up so much of my energy. Yeah. So finally, several several years ago, we we wised up, and we realized that we could harness the energy of Christmas Day. You know, when that holiday spirit is still at its most intense, and it just feels yummy to sit down and write notes to people. Yummy. Mm. So we like that. Well, this is a story about experimenting with your own way of doing things and finding yeah. what works for you. Because what True. has what has ended up working for us so far is opening our gifts on Christmas Eve. Mm-hmm. Very true. Enjoy opening the gifts, and I love it because it's at night and the lights are on and ooing and eyeing. Yeah, it's so and hot. Drinks, festive, and your cat playing with the wrapping tissue. Paper. Yep. Yeah, yep. So that's Christmas Eve. And then we have made it a point to write our thank you notes on Christmas Day mm-hmm. when the, the feelings and the the vibration and frequency is just available. It's yeah. fresh, it's right there. There's the true gratitude that's felt. And your your presents are still fresh and sparkling yeah, and you can under see the tree. Them. Yep, yep. It's so, it just flows. There's so much ease mm-hmm. and it's a joy to do. It feels more uh, in the spirit. It in does. A, in, a, in a very uh, 
easy way. Yeah. Yeah. It's not a thing that you have to do on your list. No. You know, it's like, wow, this was fantastic. It's part of the Christmas tradition now. So that's by January 25th, it does feel like something you have to do. I know. Even though, even though intellectually, you know, it's like you are grateful and you are thankful and you want to let them know, but it's, but, but we have found that, yeah, with the time going by and life, you know, the the normal everyday pressures and responsibilities and uh, obligations of quote, real life are back in your face. Yeah. It's harder to make time for it, but Hey, on Christmas day, you have the whole day. So, uh. That, that's what we've found has worked for us and I think for that particular thing. I think it's so nice also to spend a portion of the Christmas holiday being in that space of gratitude. Totally. Like yeah, you're literally writing yeah. words of thanks. Yes. You're loving. And as you're writing, you're loving these people. Mm-hmm. That's a beautiful thing, especially for us who have no family here. Mm-hmm. Um yeah, it's nice. Yeah. So that's a neat, neat example, I guess, of just, you got to experiment. See what works for see you. See what works, yeah. Yeah. Our intention has always been to uplift, entertain, and encourage people, especially fellow LGBTQers and progressive allies around the world ever since we first started podcasting in 2007. Over those years, we've continued to get messages from listeners who've shared how it's helped them through difficult times like coming out, rejection from family, dealing with religion, or living in the closet, helping them feel more understood, less alone, and just kept them going, reminding them and showing them that life is worthwhile. And that's exactly why we do it. We managed to self-finance this podcast since 2007, for 13 years now. But now, for the first time, we're extending an invitation and a way for you, the listener, to play a part in supporting it. Thank you for your consideration. And if you do decide to contribute, thank you for that too. And you can do that at com slash contribute. All right. So now for the heavier lifting. <laughs> Yeah. Okay. Well, I guess it. Okay. Well, we don't have to frame it that way. Well, this is true. Is a this is a more (laughs) tough one. The inter we're talking about the interpersonal energy leaks in our lives, Mm -hmm. and yeah, this is like a whole course of study and a book and a you know (laughs) a whole course. So we're just going to touch on what we feel are the main things. So the phrase that Sienna and I use. Um, in regards to dealing with interpersonal energy leaks, yeah. is the phrase cleaning up your side of the street or cleaning up my side of the street. Because there are two sides, at least, right? When you have interpersonal stuff going on. Um, oh, I guess I should back up and talk about like, well, what do we mean by interpersonal energy leaks, right? So, So what we mean are the people... And uh, relationships that come to mind when we say, hey, so who would you be uncomfortable about running into on the street? Just, you know, and there's probably, you know, someone that comes to mind. One or two people. Yeah. Or there might be somebody that you are in constant communication with. 
to some degree, like you wouldn't just run into them on the street. Maybe you, you encounter them on a weekly basis or mm-hmm. something, but, but there's still something there that you can feel. Yeah. It's just it's uncomfortable. Like, mm, something. Right? It's yeah. uncomfortable for one reason or another. It might right. be something relatively light. It might be something really, really heavy, mm-hmm. but that's an energy. It's an energy drain mm-hmm. on you. Right. But also we have to acknowledge too, mm-hmm. that it could be something, um, maybe it doesn't have to have that heavier tone to, mm-hmm. but it right. could be something that where, uh, maybe there's a person in your life that for a while now has keeps coming to mind because you feel like maybe, um, you want to express gratitude to them for something Mm -hmm. yeah. or like, Oh, I really want to. So that sort of crosses over into the practical, like say, if you wanted to send them a note or, you know, but there's something unexpressed, something unexpressed and it doesn't have to, well, we're going to get into that. So yeah. Something that feels like it needs closure, something it feels like it needs addressing, Yeah, whether it could be framed as in positive or negative way or Mm -hmm. what. Mm -hmm. You know, I think everybody knows what we're talking about. People know. If you're human. Yeah. Okay. But what we are stressing today is just the importance of addressing these things so that it doesn't steal more energy than it needs to. And we just want to support you in doing that. Yes. So cleaning up your side of the street. That's kind of the phrase that we use or cleaning up my side of the street. Toast cleans up her side of the street. Um, and so just like the practical open loops, you can make a list. Who are those people that come to mind? Mm. Um, and start, start working on that. You know, um, don't underestimate the amount of energy that we give to these unresolved communications hmm. yeah it's it takes a lot and yeah a, and, yeah I mean, it and, pulls a lot and doing this and like addressing it and um taking action on it mm-hmm. or deciding to not take action on it you know that that's a valid that can be a valid choice um it could but if it keeps coming to mind mm-hmm. i think that's suggesting deal with it yeah and also too here's another thing this is when, we, when we're talking about interpersonal stuff, it's not like hanging a picture. When you hang a picture, pretty much it stays on the wall. Right. But sometimes, you know, with people, it's like you're trying to do, even if it's just internal work and doing forgiveness work, mm-hmm. for example. Mm-hmm. You're going to, I have found, I have to do it again and again oh, and yeah. again, right? It, yes. It's like, mm-hmm. it doesn't, just because something um, has been addressed doesn't mean it stays addressed and, and the right. box. Sometimes isn't... there's layers. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So it's an ongoing work. It's an ongoing um, work. Yeah. You have job security when it comes to this issue because there's yep. always going to be work yep. in this area. Um, okay. So one of did... one of the things that I want to make clear too is that yes. when you're when you're closing loops um, and in the interpersonal way and cleaning up your side of the street, these can be people that. You don't, maybe you don't want to or have the intention to have a relationship with. Right. You don't want to continue necessarily a relationship with. Right. 
and that's totally okay. Mm -hmm. But there still might be a loop that needs to be closed. And when you're closing that loop for people you have no intention of cultivating any further with, you can do that without having to see them, write to them, mm -hmm. text them. You don't have to. You don't they need don't the need other to know person. About it. Right. You do not need the other person. I think that's an important piece. Mm -hmm. You do not need the other person in order to close the loop for yourself that's and right. clean up your side of the street. Yeah. That's so why it's I, your side of the street. Right. It's your right business and your energy. Right. Right. And your heart and spirit. Um I feel like helping to I guess decide that question of okay, if the question is, well, um, should you resume communication or should you address this issue directly with the person? Mm -hmm. Right? That's a question. Sometimes um, it might not be obvious if you should or not. And I think uh, the way to answer that question is to ask yourself about your intention in reaching out to them. Mm. Like what's your true intention? Is it to try and get them to admit their guilt, to try and get their apology, to try and mm -hmm. make them feel bad? You know, if that's mm -hmm. your intention, then no, don't reach out to them. Right. Um, right. And also too. In the same vein, you have to check your own energy supply and, and respect and honor that mm -hmm. and guard it. And if you, from experience um, or intuition or uh, his historical interactions, you feel that your interaction with them is going to be even more of an energy drain, is going to subject you to... Uh, more difficulty and disrespect, don't do it. Mm -hmm. You know, this is not an exercise in being a martyr. This is not an exercise right. Right. in, in just falling on your sword and, you know, claiming the high ground because of that. No, mm -hmm. it, it's about respecting your energy. And that means protecting it, guarding it and yeah. treating it as valuable because it is. Yep. Yeah. So, Going back to making that list of those people, so you can make the list, decide if it is something you are going to um, initiate a, an actual interaction with the person, or if this is something um, purely on an energetic level, just you quietly doing on your own, you know, make that decision mm -hmm. and then start taking action on these things. Um, and one, on, oh, I'm sorry. No, go ahead. I was just going to flesh out what you what we mean by on an energetic level, mm. and oh yeah, um, we just mean saying a prayer of goodwill for them, maybe like wishing them well, loving you know, kindness. That mm -hmm. that's one way it might look. I think in general, mm -hmm. most of us underestimate the power of our thinking, the power of our prayers, mm -hmm. the power of just how we put our intention forward, mm -hmm. especially when it um, relates to other people. Mm -hmm. So there is so much power in doing that. And it might just seem like, really, that's going to close up that loop partially, you know, or at least for this first layer. If there are other layers, then this person will come up again. Exactly. You're like, okay, yes, exactly. I gotta, now I'm ready for yeah. the next layer. Yeah. Um, but there truly are 
and you can Google this <laughs> if you want to, um, there truly are energetic cords that connect us and other people. And when you think about that, we have cords connected to all the people that we know and love and, and people that we've interacted with in our lives. And when, so you can see why it could be a drain, especially if there's an unresolved issue and that cord is being, um, you are being drained from that particular relationship or unresolved issue. Mm -hmm. But you can literally imagine, sit there, meditate and imagine the cutting of that cord between you and a person. In other words, putting up a shield, sealing that off, mm -hmm. right? Stemming. And clip. Yeah. Snip, snip. Stemming, stemming <laughs> that um, leak. Yes. Yeah. So there's a lot you can do. I mean, you can write in your journal. You can do the traditional write the letter to the person without the intention of sending it. Mm -hmm. Write it. You can burn the letter after that. You can um, simply, again, but yet powerfully say a prayer of blessing and releasing the person. Mm. I bless and release you. You can do the ho'oponopono. Mm. You can do that. Mm. Um, yeah, I have found it helpful for myself. Like it's been um, helpful to, instead of trying to get to the place of feeling like I genuinely forgive this person, right? Trying to, instead of trying to, feel that and, um, make that decision. And because when I try when I have tried to do that, the, the second voice that comes up in my head is going, but did you really do it? Mm. Like, how do you know? How, how do you know? Did you really, if you really did? <laughs> like, yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. Um, so I have found it helpful to, instead of trying to get to that place of, no, I, I have, I forgive taking a step back and kind of just getting to the place of saying, you know, whatever forgiveness means, like I'm willing to forgive. Yeah. And that has created, that has created a spaciousness space. somehow. Yeah. yeah. Um, I'm, and that's, I've done that in just trying to make room for God, trying to make room for love, trying to make room for the life force, just for my little ego, scared little thing to to just relax Calm down and get out of yeah. the way and yes. step back yeah and be like you know am i willing to let it go yeah not did i let it go and right you know Add but that pressure. I, am i just willing to let it yeah. go and 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 asking god asking uh the great spirit to help me mm -hmm. let it go mm -hmm. like i want to let it go help me let it go yeah and that has been helpful that's great. I think for me, the what's been helpful is it's so no, it feels so noisy today. Do you hear all those <laughs> yeah, cars or whatever yeah. those are? Um, but for me, what's been helpful is say after I do the cord cutting work or whatever energetic work, mm -hmm. and I definitely after that might feel a sense of relief or lightness. But I have experienced where, you know, then an hour later, I'm thinking about right. it again, right? Right, exactly. So it's kind of what you're saying. Yeah, yeah. And then what I'll do is I'll do a little bit of tapping. And in my mind, I'm just saying, I surrender you. I bless and release you. I surrender 
you, mm. I bless and release you, mm. bless and release you. And I just keep saying that and going to that energy, focusing my mind on that instead of letting my mind run amok and just start digging all that stuff up again. Mm-hmm. Right. You know, re- right. really releasing it yeah. and being willing, using that word willing, being willing to release it. Yeah. But that's what's been helpful for me, at, at least to have my physicality doing something. So I'm tapping mm-hmm. and then in my mind, occupy my mind with, I bless and release you. I bless and release you. And then that pretty much does it until wow. it might pop up again. And yeah, then I do yeah. the same thing. And then, you know, what I often find is for those ones that kind of hang on. Mm-hmm. So like in that situation that I just explained, what will normally happen, which I'm so grateful for, is say after two or three blessing releasing you sessions, right? After I've done the initial work of letting go, I will find that maybe the person will text me mm. to provide the next layer of closure mm. or something will happen actually with that person that provides the closure or I will receive help from something else. Like I, I'll receive a spiritual email. You know, I'm on several email lists, mm-hmm. right? I'll receive an email where I might read a passage and it's like, wow, that feels really good. Where mm-hmm. I can actually feel at peace with the situation to let it go. Wow. Or something else will happen. Yeah. But normally when it hangs on like that and I'm blessing and releasing, something else will come to help me close that loop. That's so cool. Yeah, that's like, that is um, the evidence of how we're not alone here. Yeah. You know, the totally. Yeah, the great spirit is is with us if we clean up our side of the street, right? We right. show up on our sidewalk and start doing the work and right. and we will get help. Yeah. The, maybe the last thing that I'll say on this um, interpersonal part is, so as you're cleaning up your side of the street, also be open, aware, and compassionate when someone is reaching out to you for some kind of closure. Because mm-hmm. it goes both ways, right? Right. So right. that might be helpful too. Yeah. It's a beautiful thing. Yeah. You know, when when we can take part in this kind of interaction of cleaning up our neighborhood. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, and, um, I guess the, I, why I like that phrase cleaning up your side of the street is it recognizes that it's not just you here, you know, there is Mm -hmm, another mm -hmm. side and, and, um, as much as sometimes we might want to control the whole situation and just make it all better a hundred percent, you know, that, that other side of the street that belongs to the other other person right? and they're going to do what they're going to do. That it's their choice what, what they want right. to do, you know, but we do have ownership and responsibility for our side of the street. And you can mm-hmm. take um, comfort and pride uh, and feel really good about how you steward that. Yes. What is what is yours? You know what I find interesting, though? What? <laughs> <laughs> Toast is here nodding. And I'm looking at her like, okay, no one could hear that. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. What I find interesting is that we're each so 
you know how they say we're all one? Okay. On some level. There's yeah. a consciousness yes. and a oneness, yes. right? And I can buy into that. Yeah. That, that's however, absolutely, uh, totally true on one. However. From one perspective. We each truly have, not control, but we absolutely do influence our own experience of things mm-hmm. and our perspectives on things. Mm-hmm. And there are probably, as you do the work of, you know, uh, closing up the loops for the interpersonal side of things, mm-hmm. there are probably things bothering us that the other person has no clue about. Yes. You know, but it's our perceptions. Yeah. It's how we are internalizing what someone says, what someone does. Um, it's our response to things mm-hmm. that often are the culprits for like the misery that sometimes we can feel mm. or the pain that we can feel. Mm. And a quick example I'll share to, to close this out is, uh, so a friend of mine, uh, that I met in seventh grade and she and I were very good friends, um, all throughout seventh grade, eighth grade, all the way through high school. Once in a while we're in touch, um, but we aren't in consistent contact. That's what I'll say. She had reached out to me and this was probably, Last year sometime, she had reached out to me and said, hey, do you do you have a moment to talk? And I said, yeah, sure. So um, we talked on the phone for a little bit. And I think she was, what she was doing is, is closing up a loop for her side. And one of the things was an incident she brought up that was, that happened when we were 14. And I was pretty stunned by that, um, but I was, I was aware of what was going on. I was, I was as compassionate as I could be, and open, and trying to stay open, and you know, be in a loving place and receptive. Uh, because initially, when she brought it up, my guards kind of went up. Like I went, "What you're bringing? You're, you're accused is a strong word, but you're you're talking about something that you're saying I did." When we were 14 Mm. and honestly, I could, I could not remember the incident. Mm. So it was very challenging to, um, to, uh, interact with this person and to, to find a way to get, first of all, get myself out of the way. Cause obviously I, I was fine with whatever that was because it wasn't, I wasn't hanging on to it. Right. 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 But she was. And I wanted to make sure that I could sincerely um, have the energy that she needed Mm -hmm. to facilitate closing, you know, cleaning up her side of her her street. Right. To be the energy that would allow her to do that. While remaining authentic and in integrity for yourself. Right. Yeah. And any guardedness to help release that. Mm -hmm. So we worked through it. Um, and that was that, but that's just an example of how, you know, you don't know what's bothering people and the effect that we have had on people, right? Things we've said or done that might be lingering and an open loop for others. Mm -hmm. And that just kind of, you know, maybe puts things in perspective for us as we are, uh, as as we examine the open loops on our side of the street, mm-hmm. 
you know, and hopefully that will help us feel maybe less afraid hmm. to reach out and close them um, or to do the work to close them because it may be this giant thing to us when it might not even be anything to the other person. Right. And as long as you feel like you can trust that person yeah. in terms of to be vulnerable with them and be safe with them. Yeah, to trust their, it so much comes down to just trusting their heart and their intention. Yes. You know, because yeah, yeah we, we do accidentally cause harm and hurt to each other. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's it's remains amazing to me how the people that, we love and care for the most in our lives are the very people that we will hurt. Yeah. Unintentionally even. Yeah. You know, it, mm-hmm. it's just incredible. Yeah. Yes. So we told you this Ooh. was a big topic. All right. Okay. So if you made it to the end, <laughs> thanks for hanging in there. <laughs> we hope you found something valuable for yourself in this episode. Mm-hmm. And don't forget... It's all about progress and not perfection. That's right. And it's an honor to have you as fellow travelers on this journey. And we continue to always invite you and encourage you and support you to live your love story. Until next time, this is Sienna and this is Toast. I'm Dr. Mona Lisa, and I've been a medical intuitive for over 30 years. Let me help you find new ways to heal physical and emotional problems. Be a part of my Healthy Living Intuitively podcast studio audience every week. Follow me on Facebook, Dr. Mona Lisa fan page, and Instagram, Dr. Mona Lisa One, to get that information. I answer audience questions, and you can learn from people calling in that might be dealing with the same things that you are. Follow Healthy Living Intuitively, part of the mindbodyspirit.fm podcast network and wherever you get your podcasts.